It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. That would be our cue to uh, talk and welcome you to a Monday uh, show. As uh, we sort things out, we had three teams go into the weekend and two teams came out, so I'm going to say that's not a bad percentage. No, no, and the other thing is is uh, I feel pretty good about where the two teams are at, too. And the two teams won convincingly. Uh, I, the disrespect did not come back to bite me in the butt. Al, <laughs> Almont lived up to the hype. And, and Dennis, I'm sure we'll talk about it. it. It could have been a lot uglier if Almont wanted it to be a lot uglier. Uh, yes. Uh, Almont destroyed Edison. Don't be fooled by the 49-24 final. It was 42 to nothing midway through the third quarter in running time. Uh, and Almont had the cheerleaders in hmm. okay and, they were getting everybody playing time and and edison scored three touchdowns unfortunately they went for two and uh and made it so after their first touchdown they got it down to 34 well we'll, we'll get to it but, uh, um yeah. bubbly yeah. took care of ithaca kind of in the way i thought actually ithaca put up a little bit of a better fight than i thought but they were 11 and 0 so yeah but i i mean again it was they won by like it was ever in what, doubt three touchdowns yeah. so yeah they were their fine. worst performance of the year and that's a fact yes yes <laughs> yeah, um, that is a fact and then deckerville had chances but you, you, you got to take advantage of yeah, all of them they, against they, they, they lost that game late in the first half after having ample opportunity to take control of that uh, game. And then the second half, got Lenaway away Christian looked like a really good football well, team. We'll talk about it because, I mean, this is a uh, this is going to be a, a fun weekend because, I, Dennis, I, I'm not saying both our teams are locks to make Ford Field, but I'm saying they're probably a favorite in yeah. their semifinal yeah, games. The, 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 I, I don't think either is an underdog at worst. 50-50, and I don't even think either is 50-50. Could they both lose? Absolutely. But I, I think we got a good shot. But we'll talk about how they got there, uh, what, in a bit? In just a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Francic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Francic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. 
Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor. 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. You want, you want to start with Friday night? Let's start with Friday night. Almont, uh, they've kind of been our darling this year, and they had their coronation against Edison. Yeah, it, it it was interesting. Okay, so I went into this one. I saw Edison come out onto the field, and I'm like, damn, they're big. Like, they, they got some big dudes. They look athletic. They don't have a ton of kids. They had about 30 kids, but they look like they're a football team. Right. Didn't look like they had any kids out there that didn't know what they were doing. Um, and I thought, well, you know, this could be interesting. But uh, Elmont's defense got to stop. Elmont's offense went to work. They got down uh, inside the 10, and uh, Edison kind of toughened up for a few plays, but uh, they, they ran a little a jet sweep at the 5 for Luke Winkler, and once he turned the corner, you're not going to catch Luke Winkler. No. He easily got into the end zone, and they are off to a great start. It was 7 nothing after 1, but that was mainly because Elmont's drive took up most of the quarter. And they scored with like 3.15 to go. So they scored four seconds into the second on a pass to Cole Walton that nobody on Edison had any clue what was going on. <laughs> Cole was wide open. So they went down, got basically. Hey, at least you got to see your Cole Walton touchdown. Yes. You like he, when they throw to him. He gets one every time I go. This was the easiest one. Like this, if he would have dropped it, I, he'd have been out of the will. <laughs> um, and the same thing, they went down the, the next time, and they're like, well, it worked once. Let's do it again. And they did it to Luke Winkler, uh, 12 yards. He was wide open. And just like that, all of a sudden, we're, we're not even four minutes into the second quarter, and it's 21 to nothing. And three minutes later, it's 28 to nothing because then uh, Johnny Joka took over the game at uh, running back. They could not stop him. He scored in the last minute of the half on a six-yard touchdown run. So it's 35 to nothing. He scored on a 32-yard run to start the third quarter because they got the ball first and 
You know, it, it and it was forty-two to nothing with nine thirty to go in the third quarter, and Almont basically took everybody out, which is the right thing to do. Exactly, because you have a semifinal next week. You don't get extra bonus points for for winning by more in your regional final, and you don't want to get anybody hurt now in a game that you've got one. And here's what? the thing. All the seniors you're going to have to replace. It's not bad to get some of those young guys experience. So now exactly. when they have to start a playoff game maybe next year, they're used to the bright lights. So Edison, who had done nothing on offense, they had like 50-something yards at halftime, started to move the ball. They uh, Their quarterback started to hit some of their – you know, he, he had a lot of very talented receivers. And they also started to do something that I expected them to come out and do right away, but they didn't do it until the second half, and that was their quarterback, Joshua Brewer, we had been told, would just take the snaps and run straight forward. Mm-hmm. Here, here I come, try and stop me. Well, he only carried the ball three times in the first half for negative four yards, and in the second half – he carried the ball like 20 times and had over 100 yards rushing. But it's like, why did you save it? Why wasn't that what you were doing right from right. the beginning? Because the offense they ran in the first half did nothing. It did nothing. Um, and they had a few drops, but the temperatures didn't get any warmer. But all of a sudden, guys started catching passes. Kenny Brown had a big game for them. He caught a couple of touchdown passes. Uh, the quarterback, Brewer, ran in a, a score. So there's seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and it's 42-24. to 24. And people are getting antsy, and, I, and I'm just going, really? You're not thinking about this. Right. They still have to score three more touchdowns. In seven minutes. In, in seven minutes. And, and, and recover gonna, onsides kicks. And, and uh, Elmont's going to put the dudes back in well after yeah after the the score that made it 42 24 they put the starting offense back in and in uh, less than two minutes they were down the field and in the end zone again with Patani scoring a touchdown to make it 49 to 24 so now they're up 25 so even if they score three touchdowns and make three two-point conversions they're still down a point and you're asking them that they had attempted three onside kicks that were all pathetic <laughs> and none of them had a chance um, so they're not going to um, all of a sudden recover three onside kicks and score. You know, they'd have to do more than that because they're not kicking a field goal, so they have to score four touchdowns. Relax, people. Hmm. Elmont had it in hand, and their coaches made the right decision playing the backups. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, the the craziest thing about this game is this is a regional final, and again, Edison was not anywhere near what – um, Warren Collegiate was. But we talked about how Chase Batani could be our player of the year, and he was just kind of left on the shelf in case they needed him and didn't really use him until the end. Luke Winkler has two touchdowns. He touches the ball six times, scores twice, and they go, all right, we're going to make this Johnny Joker's game, and 138 yards and three scores. Yeah, uh, he he was just, just unstoppable. throw in there, Matt Boholsky adds basically 50 yards to the fray, sure, why not? Yeah, he was kind of the guy that they really didn't use at all. Uh, he had five, six carries but in, he's in the there, game. The, thing, the reason why those five, six carries are so important 
is because now as a defense, you have to go, we can't forget about him. If he's on the field, he can carry it. And now you either divert resources to making sure Boholski, who on some some offensive packages will be the fourth or fifth option, but you have to pay attention because if you don't, you know Almont's going to call a play for him, boom, out the gate, and now you're kicking yourself because a guy who might not be number one on the scouting report has the ability to beat you. Like six for 46 and a 29-yard run in there as well. No, that's not some world-beating stat line, but I can tell you what, as a defensive coordinator, if I'm planning for Almont, it's going to just be a headache and a half because if I, if I saw the game last week, I'm going, we're stopping 32, we're stopping 32, and then Joka comes out and it gets the, the majority of the carries, and then Winkler throws in there just enough. It, it's like they know Winkler's the knockout blow and that when they need something big, they go, here you go, Luke, boom, touchdown. Well, yeah, and... And, and that's all before they throw the ball. Yeah, and, and they were four out of four passing, too, for like 50 yards, mm-hmm. two touchdowns. Like the, the first couple of, of passes... Edison is like, what, huh? We didn't think they, they threw the ball. The guys were just That's wide illegal. open. Wide open. I mean, it, it was it was silly. Uh, and they used three quarterbacks in the game, too. So, uh, they again, uh, Davidowski was, was, is their guy, but Smith got in for a drive, and then Lane got in for a, a drive. Uh, and that's good experience for those guys. Um, and, and I just like uh, – I like this uh, Brody Corno. That's a name that he, he's probably going to be a guy that slips in for them next year for whoever they lose off of this team at running back. That just somewhere that next year he will be involved in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I've seen him like touch the ball twice this year, and he's gotten 10 yards each time. All right, just so Almont in the semifinals, another regional title. This run all kind of started for Almont. They made the playoffs a couple times in the 90s they they won a, a a playoff game against Deckerville imagine that nowadays how foreign that sounds <laughs> but this run really started the mid 2000s they want they they played for their first regional title in 2008 since then a semifinal appearance in 2011 a semifinal appearance in 2014 a final appearance in 2019 and now a fourth semifinal appearance in 2023 with a strong chance to go to the finals. So in 12 years, you're saying what? Every three years, you're due for a semifinal run. It's it's a good program. Like we we were sort of like we don't know what they've got. Well, we knew back they in, lost some back good in the summertime. Players. But my thought behind it was, man, just look at their track record. They're going to be okay. Right. Now I didn't know they'd be, you know, eleven and one at this stage of the season. And maybe the favorite to win the state title at this juncture. But I knew Elmont was gonna compete in the BWAC and they were gonna be one of our top three or four teams in that league and that their games would matter at the end of the season and they did. Just to put it in perspective, all the way back in the preseason, I had Elmont at number nine in my preseason poll. And they quickly ascended, and they were, by week seven, they were number two. Now you got me wanting to look and see where I had them. It was just a lot of unknown, and they have been as 
good as you could have asked for this year. And they'll play they they won't play Constantine actually. That's the other good news for Almont fans is that Ovid Elsie beat Constantine. So the game's going to be in Grand Blank instead of like in Lansing or Jackson and somewhere a long ways away. It's probably what a 35 minute car ride, yeah. 40 minute car ride to the game instead of 2 hours. I had them at number 7 to start the season. And I'm thankful to say everybody I had in front of them made the playoffs at least. <laughs> yeah, I can't say the same. But I had two teams in their league ahead of them. I yes. had Armada at six and Croslex at three. Yeah, it, it, it. How little we knew back then. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not going to bring up my top ten from the preseason because a lot changed, and I was wrong <laughs> about a lot. Um, but it's. Uh, I had them up to number four by week three. Right. So Almont playing Ovid Elsie and Ovid Elsie seems like a team that has gotten right that they they went on a losing streak in the middle of the season but after they lost to New Lothrop in week seven they've won five straight now again let's just play this game that I, I did for Ithaca and, and, I, and I did for Edison here are Ovid Elsie's wins Otisville Lakeville meh Durand meh Shepard meh Mount Morris, meh. Standish Sterling, meh. Ida, meh. Lansing Catholic, all right, but Lansing Catholic was four and seven. So a little better than meh. And then a nice win against Constantine. So they've gotten one really nice win so far, Dennis. And we know what Almont's resume is. All I have to say is they beat Warren Collegiate, and never mind the fact they outright won the BWAC. Yeah. Almont's the favorite in this game. Now, ironically enough, last year, this game was a district semifinal. This was an opening round matchup that Ovid Elsie won 21-14, and now they're playing in the state semifinals a year later. Well, I hope a lot of the Almont kids remember that game and want a little revenge. Yes, and a chance to do something that no BWAC football team has ever done and, and win a football state title. They're, they're on the path this year, and no, I'm not going to count like, oh, well, Yale won one in 1929. No BWAC team has ever won an MHSA-recognized state title. There was no BWAC in 1929 anyways. No, there was not. <laughs> but none of nobody's uh, won before or since. In fact, I think Almont, I believe Almont and MLA City are the only BWAC members that have ever played for a state title. I know Almont did because that wasn't all that MLA long ago. I think MLA City lost in 93 in the finals, if I, if my memory serves me correctly. Old, uh, Rick Granada years? Yes, I think that's exactly it. Here, stall for a second, okay. and I will double-check my work, but I'm pretty sure that they lost in the finals in like 93 or 94. Uh, I will say this. Ovid Elsie was three and four through seven weeks, and probably at that point, not a lot of people were thinking they'd be playing in a semifinal game. <laughs> yes, it was 1993. Look at that. I can remember a little bit. They lost to Kingsford 35-14. to The Flivers. Yes, the year after Marysville beat the Flivers 21-12 in the state finals. That's why I know they're the Flivers. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, had to, I actually did a Flivers game up at the Superior Dome, but it was while I was working in Saginaw. It was against Swan Valley. <laughs> And I don't remember who won the game. Uh, I think Kingsford did. Anyway, 
Um, and yeah, I wanted so. to keep calling them the charcoals, but they're the flivers. <laughs> so they have one more game to win. Dennis, you'll be there. It's what, Saturday at 1, correct? Saturday at 1, Grand Blank is the neutral site. So, again, uh, I, I think we, we got pretty good there. Like, we kind of – we were figuring – if they played Ovid Elsie, we were thinking Flint area. So yes. Grand Blank is basically Flint area. And that's area. that's a fair draw. I have no qualms uh, about that. Yeah, I, I bet it's fairly the close oh, distance Dennis, for both teams. You're going to love this. They I didn't realize Grand Blank unveiled a new football field this year. It is – you're going to have room, and I'll show you as soon as my computer stops glitching out on me. That's going to be your setup. I think you're going to have I like that. So I think there will be plenty of room that look and Almont fans, I think, will enjoy that. There, there, there was not a whole lot of room at uh, Lenaway Christian. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so hopefully Ovid Elsie comes with the roster. And, yes. Because Edison did not in a regional final game. And that's that's to Okay, I've been doing this for a long time, people. This is like my 34 fourth or 35th year covering high school sports and football in particular. I can't remember one time prior to this year where a football team didn't submit a roster well, for a game. Well, the U prep game last year with Rich. Yeah. The, the, okay. But, so that, okay, that was probably the first time. But a regular season game's one thing. I get and a that. game that was scheduled on the fly. Yes. A playoff game is unacceptable, especially when you're in a regional final. Hey, if 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 the poor Pontiac Arts and Tech team doesn't do it, whatever. They're they're, uh, they're, they're a poverty program. I I don't care. It, it's it's not that difficult to send a roster, even if you got to write it down on loose leaf paper right. and send it over in the fax machine <laughs> or or whatever. In today's day and age, getting a roster to another school. So that they can have it printed up and ready is not that difficult a task to do. Even a simpleton like me can do it. Well, um, and, I'm sure and Ovid I, Elsie will get that done for you. And me. I know I'm, I'm being a fuddy McDuddy, but I, th- there should be a penalty for those teams. There should be some. I don't want to be as bold as saying they have to forfeit the game, but come on. Yeah. These are the playoffs. Th- this was a regional title game. Yes. Biggest um, game Edison's ever played in. I mean, you got to you got to have. Luckily, I found like seventeen names on the internet, and everybody who touched the ball was on that list, so I got lucky there. All right, anything else on Almont um, beating Edison? And Just now- it, it was a a sound victory. The, they won by twenty five, but they won by way more than that, or whatever. They could have won by. Seventy-five. Yes. If if they really wanted to, they they could have won the game sixty to nothing. If if that's what they wanted to do, and well, uh, I'm very excited for their game against Ovid Elsie. I'm all in on Almont. I, I learned my. It took me a little while to learn my lesson, <laughs> but once I did, I've been I've been toting that Raider flag pretty high high and proud. Because they have done nothing but kick ass and take names this year. Yeah, they, well, they've been really good, and we've got another team that's been really good. Yeah, Ubley, you want to take a break, and then we'll talk about the Bearcats, yes. who had their worst performance of the year in the regional final and still won. By 21 points. Yes. What passions do you want to pursue next in life? 
Do you want to be a sculptor, a volunteer? Teach your grandkids to fish. Your Ameriprise financial advisor, Dave Betts, can help you plan for the life you want today and well into the future. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Dave Betts at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. With in-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Amari Haller. I play quarterback at Port Huron High School. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the field. I know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. Uh, you're just Im- picturing that image, aren't you? Yes, I am. All right. Let's uh, get to Ubley. Uh, they get a 41-20 to win over uh, Ithaca, and uh, that's just Ubley being Ubley. Yeah, and I don't really think this game was ever truly in doubt. I think that they were able to take care of business. I mean, you look at the the scoring summary, it was 28-7 right before the half. And Ithaca scored to make it interesting going into the break. 
But Ithaca, okay, they answered the first touchdown drive, which, by the way, Dennis, is this not awesome? 16 plays, 79 yards. Yeah. Took up uh, almost eight minutes, about seven and a half minutes. That's actually quick for a 16-play drive. Uh, and I probably just did what they needed to do in the second half. Ithaca never even had the ball with the chance to tie the game, let alone take the lead. So, yeah, that's about that's about as dominant as you could ask for. Well, I'm just uh, I'm I'm looking at this, and, and this is a, a, a ugly trend because uh, the the game against who was it Bentley scored to go up eight to six. Their only time they've trained, and, and they led for nine seconds. And in this case, um, they scored with two thirty four to go in the first. And with 52 seconds left in the first, Ubley had already retaken the lead. Right. On a four-play 75-yard. And, again, like Almont, here are the scores for Ubley. Evan Peruski, then Seth Marr, then Candon Peruski, then back to Seth Marr, then Volmarine and Volmarine to, to finish it off. So they scored six touchdowns by four different players. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, like you said, there, there's never really a moment – where it was, it's it's twenty eight to seven at one point in the second quarter, and at the half they're still up two touchdowns. They score quickly in the third to go back up by three. Then they score again, and Ithaca's last touchdown is is meaningless at that point. Right, that's a that's a cosmetic touchdown. By the way, uh, Brett Mueller, I believe, now has the record. He might have gotten it last week for most extra points made in a career. Well, he kicks about eight a game. <laughs> he, he, he was in the perfect <laughs> spot, and he's been pretty damn consistent. I think for his career, he's north of 95%. Yeah. Which is something that, especially in D8, is not a given, not easy to have. So uh, congrats to him. Congrats to Ubley. I mean, it's what we expected, and they'll play Beale City, so I'm sure – Ubley fans, for no other reason of not having to go on a four-hour car ride to play this game, uh, play in Iron Mountain, Beale City took care of business, and now they'll play Saturday at Mount Morris. And, and deservedly so. Yes. I, I, I mean, I, I, I just – Beale City is a tough team. This, this is probably the toughest game that Ubley will have faced this season going in. Um, I'm not going to let the Harbor Beach game sway me because Beale City's been really good against right. everybody. They had the week off before they played Beach, and then they had to travel to Beach. And it's a week nine game, so I don't know who they're playing and who they're not playing. I don't want to take away from Beach's right. win. Beach is a good team. That's a great program. They beat Beale City, but I'm not going to go well. Beach beat Beale City, and Ubley beat Beach both times. I'm just going to go – uh, Ubley's got a tough game against a good football team and a team that has a history of being a roadblock for Ubley. 2-0 against Ubley in the postseason. Go and get them. With that said, Ubley's the favorite. Yes. Yes. Ubley is the favorite, and... I think Elmont's the favorite, but uh, uh, again, Elmont, I'd go a touchdown, and Ubley, I'd go... Ten points? If I had to bet my house on one team, I'd bet it on Ubley over... Uh, Almont, and that's not saying I don't have confidence in Almont. It's just that I think Ubley's been that good. 
They've been that good. And again, when your closest game this year is a 21-point thrashing, that's impressive. Now, since Beale City lost to Harbor Beach, they've been on a war path. They want they beat Frankfurt in the first round 42 to 7, beat Muskegon Catholic Central 45 to 6, and then they had a cl- somewhat close game against Iron Mountain 20 to 6. And besides that, their only other close game was Harbor Beach, and that was the one they lost. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, I think it's it's a great matchup. Uh, I, I'm kind of looking like you're not really worried about this game because uh, you'll play whoever. Because if right. if you win your game, you're in the finals. You play whoever. But would you want another crack at Ottawa Lake Whiteford? I think so. I mean, again, you you're not. And I think they're which, a by the big way, favorite over talking about Riverview, that other Gabriel semifinal. Uh, Riverview Gabriel Richard upset Clarkston Everest. 31-28. That doesn't break my heart. I mean, I, I know. I, I have nothing against Everest, but... They just beat Mooney all the damn time. They just beat Mooney all the damn time, so I don't mind when they lose. No, and hey, that's a... I guess I, I kind of said that if uh, we were saying whoever wins the Everest collegiate game can walk to a semifinal, well, we had a little bit of egg on our face. But, Dennis, I just... what What's Ubley's lowest total score output this year 35 against harbor beach 30 sorry 34 against marlette there was a missed kick there um damn you mueller yeah right Could have broken the record one kick sooner <laughs> um maybe beale city's that good i don't think they're gonna hold teams to one or hold ugly to one touchdown like they have the last three weeks i would be shocked i would be too but i've been shocked i didn't think kingston would shut out brown city yeah, that uh, again. I I was nervous about that game, but I was totally surprised by twenty six. <laughs> right. So I, I like Ubley. Uh Obviously, there. I think we're barreling towards them in Ottawa Lake Whiteford, having a nuclear explosion at Ford Field um, for the the first game of the weekend. But you have to take care of Beale City. This is the first one here, like Ithaca. Yeah, I, I figured they would win by three scores. This one, they might have to play in the fourth quarter. I'm not saying they might have, they're going to have to come from behind and win in dramatic fashion, but I'm saying they're going to have to probably probably have to try to put it away in the fourth. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about eight-man football uh, after the uh, the break, but anything else here on Ubley? Yeah. Well, not Ubley, but real quick, I just wanted to talk about, just mention the other semifinal in the Almont uh, bracket because we didn't do that. Kingsley plays Reed City, and that's all I can tell you. <laughs> King, I mean, Kingsley Reed won City's... big over Gladstone. Cool. And, and Reed City um, had a closer game with Bullet Creek, but yeah, I don't so know. So Kingsley's 10-2. and two. They lost to Ogemaw Heights. They lost to Gaylord. Reed City's nine and three with losses to Kingsley, uh, Tri, Tri, Howard City, Tri County, and Big Rapids. Um, so this is a rematch, uh, one that Kingsley won before, way back in week one. And it looks like Reed City's figured it out since week four. All I'm saying is I'm gonna say the same thing I said after they beat Warren Collegiate. Nobody they play after that point will be tougher than Warren Collegiate. You will have teams that are really good, that are near that, but you're not going to have any teams that are better than Warren Collegiate. 
So you play the way you did all the way back in the district finals, you're winning a state title. But that's hard to do. And weird bounces happen. I think Coach Lusby said it to me before the uh, Warren Collegiate game is sometimes you just need a little bit of luck. To win five games in a row, very few teams just go on a death march for for a month plus and don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. At some point, you need a little bit of luck. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that, and we'll take a break, and then we'll divulge into uh, eight-man because Deckerville did play uh, over the uh, weekend. Uh, and also, I want to talk a little bit about the Kingston game, too. Yeah, they why played, not? We have time to they, fill. They well, played since, well, well, real quick, before you hit the break, since we're going to eight-man, you want to mention that I know they're not a team, but they're kind of another adjacent team like Kingston. Millington's in the f- semifinals. They beat Montrose. Yeah. So, I don't know, good for them. I have nothing really against Millington football. I know you – you way I, back when you I think started. that guy's gone, but I think they named the field after him. Really? Yeah, I think it's called Furno Field. Really? Yeah. Well, I they're going to probably get run off the field by Jackson Lumen Christie um, because that that's a wagon and a half whose only loss is to a really good Gaylor team. So uh, I just wanted to mention that. That's another tangently related. Oh, and one other. The, the Dave Taddy-led Davison Cardinals <laughs> knocked off Rockford in Rockford on Saturday night. They will have the task of trying to beat Bryce Underwood in Belleville. They can do that. Southfield uh, Arts and Technology, which who I just, didn't know were that good. Well, it's just Southfield. Yeah, like they, I, they beat Chippewa Valley. Yeah, I, I mean, D1 is just ridiculous. Oh. Bloomfield beat Clarkston by oh, a point. Oh, and for if anyone was down on Marysville for losing to uh, Harper Woods, they followed it up by beating Carlton Airport 46-19 to in a game I think they were losing by two scores at half. Yeah. So, yeah, when Harper Woods is healthy, no one in D4 is beating them. Thank you for coming, Goodrich. Harper Woods, I will give you 20 points, and I will take Harper Woods. Uh, De La Salle 34, Roseville 14, if you're <laughs> keeping track of that. Yeah, I mean, poor Roseville. Uh, and uh, King is in the uh, semifinals as well. They had to win three. an overtime game against uh, River Rouge, right? Yeah, twenty to nineteen. <sighs> that's a, that's a, that one makes your heart race a little bit. But they, they're going to play a Mason team who they I think they beat in the semifinals but, two years in a row now. But but after after beating PH, they beat Gross Point North forty nine to nothing. Yes, so. While it was disappointing that PH lost, the context is mattering a lot. Yes. A lot of teams we saw uh, beat our area teams are still alive. Yeah, well, and we said it after the, the show, uh, the selection show, that there weren't a lot of good draws. Like, we weren't real no. happy with the draws. Oh. So to have two teams playing this late into the season is all right. Well, the, the one that didn't is Lutheran North got crucified. By Corona, 56-18. And it but we knew won, that was coming. And it wasn't that close. Yeah, it was we, not that we, close. We, I, I was going to mention that score, yeah. We, we, who, who's better, Corona or Frankenmuth? Or Grand Rapids Catholic Central, for that matter. Oh, I hope Corona. I have nothing against Corona. I hope they win it. And that way, uh, Grand Rapids Catholic Central doesn't. Yeah. And if Frankenmuth gets there, yeah, they, there was a, a span where they were an area killer for our, uh, our teams, but... They do nothing wrong besides be good at football. Yeah, if they make it, I want them to lose, though. 
Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll root again. I'll root for whoever they're playing against. Yeah, I, I'm hoping for Corona out of that. <laughs> but anyway, that's all we have in uh, eleven man. We'll go to eight man next. All right. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Call 810-987-2185. This is McKenna Kitely from Port Huron Northern at Port Huron Schools. As a high school student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region here at Port Huron Schools. The district provides personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. I know that I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the court. I also know that they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools has prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Four Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it. We'll beat the big box stores in service, quality, and price. For sports equipment, uniforms, varsity jackets, corporal apparel, awards, engravings, and more, making us your team's one-stop shop. Come into the same location we've always been at, 3950 Pine Grove Avenue. Come in the side door until our brand new retail space is open. So swing on by and check us out at the brand new Four Sports. Let me tell you about my friend Scott down at Miller Maytag. He knows quality appliances and how to help make your home run as smoothly as possible. Let the appliance experts at Miller Maytag help you pick the best American-made products from Maytag, KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top-load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, Okay, so Deckerville played at uh, Lenaway Christian uh, over in Adrian. First off, there is no road between here and Adrian that doesn't have construction on it. Well, that's anywhere. That's anywhere in the state right now. It it, it was terrible. Ninety four has been on construction for like ten months now. Uh, but it's everywhere. It's it's from Port Huron down to Grand Rapids. Ninety four has construction on it. Um, and then I got off at US twenty three. I was only on US twenty three for a mile, and that entire mile was construction. Yes, it's it's everywhere. And then I was on twelve. For like twenty miles, and half of that was construction. Yeah, it's everywhere. It was just, it was. Anyway, so then I get there, and Deckerville has the perfect start to the game. They keep the ball for almost seven minutes. They run a sixteen-play drive. Hunter Garza scores on a fourteen-yard touchdown run, and then they fool everybody in the the place by throwing on the two-point conversion and getting a wide-open uh, Chase Lamont in the end zone, and it's 8 nothing before Lenaway Christian has even gotten a look at the football. Right. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, I like this. And then Lenaway Christian comes out. How can I describe how they play football? It's like a bunch of kids on the front grass. Playground and, football. And, and the little – quarterback says you guys are tall run down there as far as you can and I'll throw it really high so that you can reach over everybody and catch it and that's how they play football and it and, works and when you're not open I'll run around because nobody can get me because I'm three foot nothing and I'm going through guys legs and picking up 20 yards on third and 19 they drive you crazy because I don't know what they're doing but they do it well and and I'm not exaggerating They've got three receivers that are easily 6'3 or taller. Easily. That's a lot for any team. And they're not spindly little bony. They're thick, athletic. Like, their quarterback it, it barely comes up to some of these guys' waists. <laughs> he, he reminded me of Doug Flutie, and he'd just run around, and he would just throw it up high in the air. Everything was a high arcing rainbow because he wanted his big guys to get right. in a position where they could reach up and uh, and catch it. And they're good at it. It took them a little bit to get going. And and Lenaway Christian, once they get going, they're really good. And mm-hmm. I can see why now they've scored 643 points this season and counting. They might get to 700 because they might score uh, 57 in the finals. Right. I mean, that it, it's a possibility that they'll get – think about that. I know it's eight-man football, but 700 points in a football season. That's just ri- ridiculous. And they have a shot at it. Easton Boggs has got to be 6'5". If he's an inch, he's 6'5". Um, and, and he catches everything thrown to him. Uh, Blake Dragowski was, was another one. Um, and, and then Sam Lutz was the quarterback. He had three rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns. But it's, it's an – it's a close game, 
and there's and and Deckerville has got the stop. It's it's like fourth and twelve, and they they send the big kid Easton Boggs back to punt, and the snap is in his feet. Well, it takes him an hour to bend over to get down to his feet. He's so stinking tall, and it, it looks like Deckerville's going to get him in the backfield and like have the ball inside the twenty. But this kid picks up the ball, sheds tacklers who are. Decent side. Deckerville's got some farm kids on their team. Right. They're not. They didn't get here by being small. He's just brushing them aside, and he needed 12 yards. He got 13. First down. Right. They're punting the ball, and they get a first down on a bad snap. And that's the kind of of day it was for Deckerville. Uh, Lenaway Christian put the ball on on the the carpet a couple of times, and it looked like Deckerville was going to get to the ball. And somehow, when they undid the pile, a kid from Lenaway Christian had the ball. Um, and then Deckerville, it just became a point where Deckerville couldn't get enough stops. And their offense moved the ball, but they kept stalling out. They'd get to the 20, and they stall out. They were in the red zone six times by my count. They scored two touchdowns. Three times they got stopped on fourth down. And one time they fumbled inside the five-yard line. Just give me a couple more scores there. And we've got a football game. Right. But it just, it wasn't their day because sandwiched between their two touchdowns were 42 Lenaway Christian touchdowns. I I don't know anything about Marion, but I, I'll be shocked if Lenaway Christian doesn't win the title. Right. They're really good. And basically, Deckerville had chances and they couldn't catch the breaks and they didn't make their own breaks. And that was the difference between Deckerville winning and or being in the game and Deckerville losing decidedly. And, and Deckerville's uh, Dylan Ball got the ball 31 times for 146 yards. They run him out of the I formation. They have two lineups. Uh, they run him out of the I formation, or then they put two receivers in, and they'll either put him to the right or put him to the left. Uh, that'll vary. Um, and uh, Logan Martin uh, is a really good receiver, and he had six catches for 76 yards. But uh, on one of his catches, he had a first down and then fumbled the ball. And, of course, he fumbled it right down in his own feet. He can't get down quick right. enough to get it. The Lenaway Christian guy dove in and got it. So it was just that kind of a frustrating day. I, I thought Garza had a good game. He rushed for 70 yards. He threw for 110. Um, and But it, it just wasn't enough. And, and really, uh, it was the defense that let them down. They, they just didn't have an answer for what Lenaway Christian does. Because Lenoway Christian doesn't really do anything. I, I don't want to say they're not structured. I mean, they obviously know what they're doing, right, and are good at it. But it really just reminded me of playground football. It's uh, yeah, structured chaos, I guess. Yeah, like you you saw both these. Is it kind of like what Flint Hamity was a year uh, ago? A, a little bit. Like uh, I think it's what Hamity did to Armada. They did it a little less against Marine City. Like, Marine City right. had sold out on that quarterback, and then the dive play killed him. Right. So, anyway, uh, that's another successful season for Deckerville. Losing in the semifinals to a team that's probably going to win it all is nothing to be ashamed of. That's where Brown City was a year ago, and when it's all said and done, Deckerville might be number two in Division Two. Yeah. Uh, again, I, I really thought, uh, the game was lost in the, in the second quarter. They had a chance. I mean, they were winning with under three minutes to go in the half, and at halftime, they were suddenly down by 13. 
Right. So that that's kind of when the tide turned on them. Otherwise, they were competitive to that point, and really in the second half, Lenaway Christian didn't give them a chance to be competitive. No. So that, again, leaves us with two orange and black teams, Ubley and Almont. Yeah, how does that happen? I did want to mention in uh, the uh, the D1 eight-player that uh, Kingston lost to Martin, but it looks like Kingston put up a, a fight, 42-34. to 34. Uh, That was in Kingston, right? Yeah, that was in Kingston. Um, I, I, I was, you know, some people had said Martin is not the same Martin team from last year, but yet here they are in the finals well, again. They are. It's just a much different road where they didn't just steamroll their way through everyone. And their opponent, Indian River Inland Lakes, beat Pickford 12 to nothing. That is an extremely low-scoring eight-man football game. That is very, very low-scoring. I mean, even defense is definitely caught up a bit in eight-man football, but still, usually you have to score at least in the 30s to win a game. A 12-0 football game has to be nerve-wracking. And I'm just looking real quick here at Indian River. No, they, they play... They play eight-man football games. They had a 54 to 46 game, 44 to 30, 30 to 28. Just uh, one of those days. Just yeah, it must have been just one of those days. It was at Pickford. I don't know what the weather was like. If it was colder in Pickford or rainier or, or whatever, but but they had a, a an uncharacteristic low-scoring game. I think the finals are going to be a high-scoring game. I would imagine. So now it's time to wind down a little bit with football. It's uh. Basketballs uh, from today is what, 15 days away? The 28th will be our first basketball games. We've got hockey before that. Actually, hockey starts this week. There's games as early as Wednesday, but they're all on the road. Wow. Yeah, that's that gets gets going pretty quickly. By the way, I did want to mention just because I was looking through the, the state site um, of records, Beale City leads the state in playoff appearances. They've made it. This is their thirty seventh playoff appearance. Actually, thirty eight because they didn't put um, they didn't put the COVID year in. They didn't just add one to everyone. So they have played in thirty eight different postseasons. Yeah, that's incredible. And and I don't think it's going to stop anytime soon. No, like there, I don't foresee that program going into a slump anytime soon no I don't either I don't either but it's uh actually I don't think this has been updated in a while because I'm just looking at things that are wrong but anyway um I digress but that that's what happened over the weekend uh go Almont go Ubley and Dennis you'll get to see Almont hopefully punch their ticket to Ford Field and try to get Get us the, the, the second state championship we would have in the Get Stuck on Sports era. Yeah, so that uh, will be Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock kickoff from Clarkston, so be on stream one around 1240. We've had how, how many state title games? Or Grand Blank, I think I said Clarkston. Yes, Grand Blank. Yeah. We've had two football. Well, technically three. We only covered two. We're 0-3 in football. We had two baseball. We were 0-2 in baseball. And we're 1-1 one and one in softball. Yeah, one and one in softball because Algonac and Richmond both went out in the semifinals. Yeah, so we're one and six all time, and then we haven't had much better luck in semifinals, but it's because those are tough games to win. 
We've had we've had a lot of deeper. I, I don't think we've had a season. I think last year's hockey season is the only season where we didn't get somebody to a regional or to a quarterfinal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe you're right, but if you just go winter, spring, uh, fall, we've had a team make a quarterfinal every single season. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else, Dennis? Uh, anything else catch your eye that you want to mention before we send it home? No, I, I, a little bit of a, a shorter show this week, but uh, the the turnover is going to happen very quick. So as we wind down football, as I say, hockey starts this week, um, and then we'll have the Larry Manns around Thanksgiving, hopefully with two football finals in mm-hmm. there, and then boys basketball starts first this year, and that's uh, two weeks from t- Tuesday. Yeah. It'll be here quick, so we'll have we'll have the previews out there at some point. Um, maybe that'll be on Monday. Right. That, that Monday before the season starts. Yep. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water area is stuck on sports.